Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Women of Power Power Hour podcast. This is episode three. And the topic for this episode is on soul ties. And I have two more friends coming back onto the show. Um, you guys can go ahead and introduce yourself. Whoever wants to go first. Um, my name is Ashley Floyd, and Tara is a friend of mine, and I'm all for this podcast. Yes. Um, yeah, so here to talk about um, whatever she wants to talk about today. <laughs> Ashley Floyd, signing in. Ah. My name is John, Jonathan Sturdivant. Um, I'm a friend of Tara's, um, and I'm ready to get into the topic for today, so let's get it. Yep, so um, I know we've been on a uh, short um, hiatus, but I am back. Um, I will be taking some time off for the holidays, but I wanted to share something before we get into the holidays. Um, And so, yes, our topic is on soul ties. And um, how I came up with this topic, actually, I did not come up with this topic. Um, God dropped it in my spirit to talk about it. we don't talk about it and so again I want to share things that we don't really talk about um, in our generation so uh, we're gonna go ahead and get started I really as I was sharing with Ashley and John before we got started I really couldn't find too much of a structured definition of soul ties Um, but uh, I'm just gonna give a little bit about it and then we're gonna get started Um, So, soul ties, I'm reading from the Urban Dictionary. Um, A spiritual, emotional connection you have with someone after being intimate with them. Sexual intercourse. However, we do want to point out it's not always sexual. Um, To the point when you want to be rid of them from your mind and your life, even when you are far away from them, out of their presence, you still feel as if they are a part of you causing you to feel unwhole as if you're giving up on yourself and it's and that cannot be easily possessed again. Um, like we said, it's not always sexual, um, but we're going to touch on different types of soul ties. Um, we also had another definition, Ash, if you want to share that one yes i just googled it and it says you know if you're a religious person or not it's just a theory that can be explained and understood by everyone it's the idea that certain actions can connect you to a person and cause you to bond in a way that is not easily broken so pretty much saying whatever action that you did whether it's just talking every day or going to you know concerts all the time together or having you know just whatever action that you did with a person it connects you and bond you, and then it's hard to break once that connection's made. Yeah, so I, I do want to also point out, we are going to talk about, like, um, having soul ties, but how to break out of those soul ties. Um, that's ultimately what, what our goal is, but um, we do want to touch on different types of soul ties. Um, we're not going to start with sexual yet, <laughs> um, but I do want to talk about how uh, building relationships um with a male and a female um and bonding no sex just not even intimacy but just relying on that person always talking to that person um and we're just thinking that you know we're just friends that becomes a soul tie and so um 
it's hard to let go of those soul ties if you don't even realize that you are connecting your soul with someone else. And again, it doesn't even have to be intimacy, but it can be emotionally. I had a soul tie with my best friend before, one of them. Right, mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes with talking to, I think it comes with talking to that person all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Relying day, on night. that person, yeah. Um, and that becomes very sticky. Because um, like I said, you don't even realize that you are dependent on that person. Um, and then when it's time to let go of that person, how do you even let go of that person? Um, I think, um, so I was reading uh, before we started the podcast, we just kind of like define soul ties. And I think what, I, I think what happens is, um, you, you start to develop intimacy with people, um, early on. I know before Christ, I was, I didn't, I was really insecure about who I was. I wasn't really very that confident, um, and I actually touched on something earlier today. I wish I, I wish we could have recorded that. Uh, she said that we see things in other people that we want, so we connect to those things, yeah. and that makes us connect to that. And then we later find out, not subconsciously, that we develop a dependency on that person to always be that person that we're not being ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of living vicar- like vicariously through them in a sense. Um, and we expire to be them and we expire to do the things that they do because we they're like us in a sense. They're the person that we want to be or we want to do. And it's, this is pre-sex, pre-anything, uh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like pre-relationships. So I think that's kind of like how it t- kind of like starts off on how like someone, the, the phrase so tired, how that, um, how that even gets started. I think that actually touches on identity. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't even know who you are, in a sense, you're relying on living through somebody else, mm-hmm. then you don't really know who you are, in a sense. And now you're doing things through someone else. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's a huge topic that um, hopefully I want to touch on later, but identity uh, identity crisis is high um not knowing who you are so i think that's where it starts is is when you don't know who you are and when you find someone that you're like wow this i'm like this is my guy this is Mm -hmm. my you know this is my friend and then just it literally happens out of nowhere um which i've experienced when you don't know who you are and you begin to come come into a relationship with someone, um, it it comes out of nowhere. And uh, I think I got to a point where it was hard for me to let go because I didn't know who I was. And then when I would you know talk to other people about it, um, it was hard. Like, how do I let go of this person? You know, um, that's my friend, but how do I let go so I can be the better person that I can be? Um, so what made you want to have to let go? What, what, what told you that it's something you needed to let go of? Um, I think it was, it was, 
I was depending on someone to make me feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, when stuff started to not go my way, I'm like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. So uh, I had to really surrender that, really. Um, and start the process of, you know, not removing the person, but doing things different. I think I, I love that you're sharing that because um, I think a lot of us, um, we, we were, I, I know for sure that I've been in relationships before where I didn't even, I didn't even fully like the person. I just, the way, I like the way they made me feel. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. Like, like, I didn't even, like, I didn't even, like, like, they weren't even the typical person that I had lined up in my mind, but I settled because I was at a point where I felt like I needed this to make me feel better as a person, yeah. as a man. And this will help me um, if I'm not lonely, if I'm, you know, like cover season, I can't have, you know, I can't be by myself. So therefore, I'm going to be with somebody else to make me feel better for a certain time. And then when that happens, it, it makes me feel good in the moment. And therefore, I, I never, because the, the, like the pain of my, like my insecurity doesn't go, it doesn't go away. It just suppress, like yeah. we suppress it. And, and we use relationships sometimes to like suppress our insecurity and cover it up and covers it so we keep putting band-aids on it or whatever like that and the more the, the longer you keep the band-aid on it you you never see what the wound really is like when you uncover it it looks nasty yeah yeah, yeah. it looks nasty and when you get into when you get around people or you get in Christ and you figure out that you got some real wounds then you start then then that's when it all starts happening and you start feeling you know self-doubt and condemnation and then all the nastier thoughts come to your mind because you haven't dealt with your wounds right you know what I'm saying yeah. like you've made an outward uh, uh, confession of your salvation if you're a Christian like you said that and you said I love God but have you let God deal with your past? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then that's when that's when you see the word sanctification come, come about. And that's when holiness comes about. Because that's when you start dealing with your past. And you got to start living like God. But you can't live like God if you still haven't come uh, overcome your past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, that's part of the reason why I had to let go. Is because I knew I couldn't keep going the way that I was going. And one of my mentors actually asked me too, like, when she first met me, I had all of these goals. I wanted to do all of these things. And um, life started to happen. People started to come into my life, and those people started to take over. Oh, and yeah. so um, she was like, you're getting pulled away from your purpose. And I was walking to work, and I literally, like, tears just started falling because it was just like, Hearing that, knowing that you have a purpose, and then when somebody say like, "Hey, you're not, you're not where you need to be," it was hurtful, and it was hurtful in a way where like, "Yeah, Tara, it's time for you to, you know, do something different." Because ultimately, that is what we're here for. We're here because God put us on this earth because we have a purpose, um, and if we continue to create stumbling blocks, how are we going to fulfill? Our purpose and so um that was one of the reasons why i had to kind of check myself like 
what am I doing that's putting a stumbling block in what God has for me? So, hmm. um, and uh, I wrote something down, um, which kind of when I read it, I was like, that's interesting. Um, having no privacy in the kingdom, um, having a covenant is what shows God's glory and having soul ties is not being in covenant with God. So how do we, how do we feel about having no privacy? You talking like with God? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I think people. Oh, well, I, I can touch on both. So, um, it's funny. I, uh, I was doing this lesson earlier talking about identity, but one of the things that when I first started learning about it was Psalms um, 139. And a lot of people know 139 verse 14, which is I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, but nobody, they don't, I, I had never read the whole thing. Read the whole thing is actually quite funny and reassuring, but also irritating because it's like God is in my past and my future, in my present. He's, no he's around me. He's, he knows when I sit down, when I get up, when I'm asleep, <laughs> yeah. when I'm awake, when I'm in the bath. I mean, he doesn't say when I'm in the bathroom, but it's like, <laughs> but, but it's like, seriously, he is there all the time. So yeah. we think we can go in our room, shut our doors, put stuff in the dark, hide these things, but he is there watching all the time. So yes, it's annoying when you're trying to do stuff that isn't of God, but then it's like reassuring, like, wow, like he really cares for me so much that no matter what I'm doing, he wants that time. He wants me to spend time with him. And, and it's like the same thing. It's like, we go to people when we're creating these soul ties, whether it's even just depending on them for prayer. I remember I used to be in a friendship and I said, well, why don't you pray this time? No, you pray. Then it became a point where they couldn't pray on their own and they expected me to, to, they became dependent on me just to pray for them because instead of learning how to pray on their own or how to just, Hey, it's just talking to God. It's just a conversation. It's like, Hey, like I need you to pray for me because I can't pray for myself or I, you know, I don't know what to do, what to say instead of like, Hey, just pray for me. So like soul tie right there. And so like then that privacy, um, the privacy when it was like with people, we'll let them in the places that we don't want God in. Mm. And then it's like, that's where it starts to be kind of unhealthy. It's like, okay, who am I saying good morning to every morning? Mm -hmm. Who am I saying good night to every morning? I'd spend hours on the phone with an individual and then can't spend 30 seconds praying. Sheesh. And so it's like the privacy that we think we want or we have away from God, we'll give to someone Someone else else. in a minute. Mm -hmm. Whether, you know, whether, no matter what it is. And I say, that's not even on the sexual part of things because this was just friends that I was creating soul ties with and emotional dependency on to where if I didn't talk, I was going to have a bad day. Mm -hmm. And it's just a friend. Mm -hmm. And then when those friends got in their relationships and I'm still single, Mm -hmm. now what? My friend's married. My two of my best friends, they're married. I can't call them at certain night just to talk about all my life's problems anymore yeah, yeah. because they are in marriages. They have to go and be with their spouses at a time. So, God, I guess it's just you and me. Mm. And mm. if you haven't spent enough time with them, it's like uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yes. It it'll just, hit. It'll, it'll hit. Like, you'd be like, oh, so that's who I'm supposed to be talking to. That's who I'm supposed to be talking to. That's who I'm supposed to be talking to. That's crazy because, like, that's, and in, 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 in if you, Stay if you stay in that position that uncomfortable like if you stay in that um position where you're like 
Like, who do I talk to? Who do I talk to? Who do I talk to? That, that, the longer you stay away from God, can breed jealousy of the friendship you had before. Mm-hmm. And you're jealous of their situation because you think that they have the happiness that you really want. Yeah. And then you like, yo, like, what's, what's happening? But, but see, jealousy is so, 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 it's so subtle. Oh, Nobody yeah. ever wants to say, I'm jealous, I'm jealous of you. Yeah, you just are a little envious here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 I like, I, I like that about you, but I won't say I'm jealous of this. Right, John's got better shoes than me, but I'm not trying to, you know, I don't even want to give him a compliment. Right, right, like right, right. Like, right. I know he got nice shoes, but I'm not giving him that compliment because right. I don't like the fact that he got better shoes. Like, little stuff, little yeah. stuff. Yeah, so I think, I think it's vice versa. I think it happens, the, the longer you, you stay private and not with God, those emotions and those things come and they start to bubble up because mm-hmm. like it talks about this in james like when you give birth to sin it grows, grows. yes and when it starts growing it just it's like a pre- it's like literally like pregnancy i think that's god's image of how like sin well not just yeah not not how like but for babies but but also he shows you like a picture of how sin grows like it stays dormant in you and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you don't always realize it but, it, but when it, like, gets full birth, that's when it becomes death. And it kills you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, That and that kind of brings me into spirits transferring, um, which I read this article, and I'm so upset I can't find it again. Um, but it was on the topic of sexual demons. Man, what? <laughs> I would just say this. I got real combative, so my ex that I was intimate with of three years. I was off and on because I was always battling that. Um, but after having sex, his mother even told me, you're starting to turn into him. Because I'm a happy, go lucky, don't argue. You know, sometimes even push over. Like, I'm a just, I never really challenge things, especially, like, after I challenged stuff as a religion when I was refinding myself um, and, and, and finding, you know, my relationship with Christ again. Um, it was like, I started getting, like, you know, combative, like a little mad at things, um, argumentative. And I know that wasn't me because now we're not anymore. That stuff is gone. Mm. I'm more patient. I'm listening. Like I'll get real defensive because he was really defensive and he would argue and he had a rough life and this and that. But once we started intertwining our bodies with each other, I started taking on that stuff. I started acting like him, not even knowingly. And his mom said, yeah, you're starting to act like him. That ain't you. Yes, it is. I mean, I, my eyes are just open now. Like I'm just, you know, I was. This is this is me now. But no, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. No, it's crazy because sex is defined in the world as just a physical act yeah. between two people. But we know as believers that sex is not only just physical, but it's emotional and it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. Because when you literally, the Bible says, you become one flesh, you literally become that in the spirit. One flesh. So when you do that prior to marriage and you become one flesh outside of God, who is the person who's controlling that? Mm-hmm. Like that's it's, it's deeper than it. Like it's so deep because you prostitute like what was supposed to be God's covenant and you giving it to something else. Yes. And then the next something else. And then the next something, something else. Like, and that's and that was part of the the, the article was so many spirits transferring when you are laying down with one person. You don't know, you don't know how many other people they laid down with. So now your spirit is transferred with all of those other people. 
And when I read that, I was like, Ugh. Exponential. We've had exponential partners, and even though uh, like you've been with one, but you've really been with fifty because he's been with fifty uh, or she been with fifty. No, it's crazy. Is no, it's crazy. Is like when you when you when you when you when you're with someone, and you try to make it like real cute, like oh you you'll start saying like um, oh y'all start acting like each other, or y'all like you start talking like him, or y'all y'all we think it's cute that we starting to turn into each other a little bit. But in the reality, you don't understand what's going on on the inside. And don't be trying to, don't be a believer in trying to have sex with somebody who's not. <laughs> because your spirit, your the Holy Spirit is in you and it's going to be convicting you the whole time. Yeah. So now you want to have conviction sex. Like it's not even enjoyable. <laughs> it's not even enjoyable no. at that time because you're, 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 you're going through hell mentally because sex is mental. Like it's all in your head. And that person, they're just, they're trying to figure out what's wrong with you. He probably broke up with me because I was going back and forth. One minute I want to have all the sex, and the next minute I'm like, no, we got to stop. God said no. He said, but we already have. I know what it doesn't feel like. Because it's not going to feel right outside of God. And I think that actually when I shared with you a while ago, which I probably don't think I've ever shared with anybody, but um, except for Ash, um, this guy that I met, which was a couple of, during my birthday, so this year, um, and I was like, Ash, I just really just want to let out something. I don't know what I'm going through, but I just want to let it out. And I feel like sex is the only way for me to do it. And of course, Ash is like, no, that's not the only way to do it. I'm like, well, just this one time, this one time. And I ended up doing it. And it was not, I did not enjoy it. It was like, <laughs> it was... It was a lot. And when I left, I was like... You still feel sucky. Uh, you felt sucky, you felt sucky feel before, you felt empty after, yes, yes. Yes, And after that, I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good off that. Um, <laughs> it was, it, so when you said, like, it's, John, when you, it's not enjoyable, it's not enjoyable. Because you can't do your mind. Your mind is the like peace. my mind was in a whole nother like I don't even know where my mind was. And if but that that speaks to your relationship with God. Like if you're in a place where you can fornicate and not be and not be convicted in it, you need to, there's a problem. There's a problem. Disconnect. There's a disconnect in your relationship yeah. because the Bible calls it retrograde when you start when you don't start feeling those things. Mm-hmm. You should start feeling the danger of sin when you like walk into those different places and be around those different people and do certain things. But if you suppress that feeling long enough where you can literally have sex with your boyfriend every night and not feel nothing and you know that you believe in God, it's a problem. There's a problem. And it's and a problem. That's and I when I left, um, I felt again, like I, like I said, I didn't enjoy it. I felt like um, my body was—it was so weird. I felt like my body was in a whole nother like place, world, yeah. which was weird. It was so weird. Um, I'm not gonna go into details, but <laughs> no, don't don't save save the details. Save the details. What's the deets? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean Tell part of the details. Later. Part of the details is why I felt like my body was in another world, but. Um, Come for the bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> for the details on that, I'm like, trying to be transparent, but still. You've been transparent. 
I mean, this is very transparent because I don't, I don't talk about my sex life. So, um, so yeah, but I felt like it was in a whole nother world. Um, and and she's not you're not talking about it like in a good way like this no is, absolutely <laughs> like, not like, oh i'm sorry I'm no, 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 like, no. <laughs> no 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 definitely no um it was in a way Just where i got home and i was like god of course please forgive me but i don't want to feel like this again yeah i don't want to feel like um somebody literally took over me and that's what it felt like like somebody took over my soul um which that's what happened but um actually feeling that and understanding how that feels it was it was horrible um and praise god i haven't been there since but um yes. <laughs> soul ties is it's like it's it it gets really deep yeah. And when you are, like John said, when you become a believer and you know what God wants for you and, you know, you tap into these things, it takes you to a whole nother place, yeah. um, but a place where you don't want to be. And yeah. um, so I read something also that is kind of what we're touching on. Um, and it says there is a depth to our own sexual relationship that goes beyond the outer appearance. The he it, that's the Hebrew word dod dot that describes the min, mingling of souls. It brings the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual all together in sex. It is an incredible gift that God only gives in marriage. I I will attest to this. So both of my best friends got married. And they weren't virgins when they got married, and they said that the marriage sex was out of this world compared to the fornicating and having that in the back of your mind. Oh, we shouldn't have done this. They said, like, they, because one of my best friends, she was actually celibate with her current, with her now husband for, t for two years before they got married. And so they never had sex. They had had sex before, but outside of each other. So, but she said when they did, she felt closer than she had ever been, but like all the bells and whistles and the cherries on top. She said it was phenomenal and she had never had that experience before. Same with my other best friend, same thing. Never had that experience before and been with, you know, they both been with uh, different guys. Yeah. And so he said it, it, because that's the, if you think about it, God created yes. sex. sex. He created soul ties. He created it to be in the confines of marriage. Yes. Yes. So then it's us that had perverted it because we wanted to be disobedient, but he created it. When he said Adam came to know Eve, they was intimate and not just sexually, they was emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually tied to each other. Yes. And it was a beautiful thing. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm, I'm glad that you talked about perversion because we've perverted a lot of, man has, not solely just that we love to put everything on the devil, but man is man has done this and was deceived by the devil to allow this to happen. And when we've um, perverted <laughs> perverted these things, um, fornication is just a, a just perversion of uh, 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 sex. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all. That's that's really all it is. Um, because you you won't be able to. 
we talked about in the, the enjoyability of it. Like, it's going to be great. It's going to feel great. Um, but for for the person who's not a Christian that may be listening to this or whatever like that, um, you could, like, sex, if you're not a Christian, it, it's going to be great. When, when you're when you're not when you're not a Christian, you don't have in your spirit and you're not connected to God in that way. It's gonna it's gonna feel great because I started having sex at like uh, mom don't listen to this uh, ah. <laughs> 16, 15, something like that. And I mean, I feel like that's like the normal age. Well, I was I think I was sixteen. I was twelve. Like was real, se- like real sex, not like 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 twelve, like, like or oral sex. Well, I had oral sex at like twelve, but like. Penetration, I was doing that like yeah, was 15, 16. 16. So, um, so that was that was all great up until I said I wanted to be a believer. I want to mm-hmm. be saved. Mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna change my life. Mm-hmm. And now God is like, okay, you want to do it my way. It's not gonna be the same way. Mm-hmm. I literally could not perform in the same way. Not to give all the d- details, but I couldn't do it. The same way I used to. I was like, wow, I'm like old. I'm like, I can't even, I, I can't even be, I can't even be the same guy I used to be. Like, because it doesn't work. Because you're now you're like Jesus is the kingdom. Like the kid, like when he says, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the kingdom. Like we are here, and when when you enter into that, while we're on earth, you're not going to be able to do the things that are not of the kingdom. It's not going to work. And I, I didn't realize that in the moment. Like I was just trying to force my way in, but couldn't do it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm like on the fence. I feel like when I was really not. Um, and this is pre-salvation for John. Yeah. So when I was, so yes, pre-salvation for me, I think it was. Um, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Right, I, I, I that's what I said. It. I enjoyed Pre-salvation. it. Pre-salvation. Yes, Pre-salvation, I yes. enjoyed it. But the, and I hope this person is not listening, but um, this guy that I was with, you know, before I rededicated my life, um, in the moments, I enjoyed it. But when I started thinking back, like, I was, I don't know why I was thinking about maybe like last month. I'm like, it wasn't all that. <laughs> <laughs> That's your face. I mean, it was all. It was mediocre, really. I mean... When I put that, that's, that's the veil got removed over your eyes because like, um, I mean, a little bit about me, I come from a homosexual background and I used to be with women and I thought it was the best thing. I enjoyed it. And so now that the veil has been removed over my eyes, I'm like... It really wasn't all that. I mean, it was good at it, but it wasn't satisfying. It was that's like what it was. that's the word. Satisfaction. That's, yes, it yes. wasn't fulfillment. It was. I still feel empty. Yeah. I could have kept going and kept doing things and kept, but it was just like you keep going back. It's a hole. It's a bottomless pit. Yes, essentially. Yes. I used to. I'm gonna share a story about me. I used to when I was in high school. It was this girl in my neighborhood I was having sex with. And I literally, as soon as I would get off the bus with her, I would get on my house phone and call her every day. I'm talking five days out of the week, because you know on the weekends I can't have sex, I'm going to church. But, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, Monday through Friday, I would call her every day. 
Now every day I wasn't getting it because she she was much more mature than me. She would say no, I couldn't say no. But you know, I was just that guy. But um, I but when I think about I think back of it, I was literally a slave to her. Like I was like like in bondage to it. Be, and, and and we and we put glorified terms on it and we say you're whipped or you say or oh, you yeah. just love it or you just like it or you just oh, but no 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 no, no. You're, you're a slave bro okay. because you want to keep coming it's it's creating this cycle in you bro you're i would walk to her house from my house which was a, a mile away and <laughs> like don't care like to do it anyway, bro. We were doing this, man. And this is not the same girl. I have a past, but <laughs> like, thank God we for deliverance. Literally, because when when the Bible talks about the Israel Israelites being in slavery, they was enslaved to pharaohs, bro. Like God had to bring them out, out of, of bondage. Yes. Mm. Yes. Like this is real slavery. Like they was real stuff. Yes. And that's the same thing with us. We bringing us out of bondage, out of hell. So like when I when I, I would literally have sex with girls anywhere, I was a dog, bro. Like like outside car anywhere I could do it at. Girls be like think of dudes like dogs. Like hey, you know they could just do it anywhere. They're monsters. Like they're they're, they're animals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's 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 feeding. I read this book about it. Uh, uh, it's by Devon Franklin. I can't remember his name, but it's feeding. It was, it was the lust that's in me, which is the dog that's in me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I got. Uh, yeah. That's his new book. Yeah, yeah like yeah, it's yeah. feeding that dog in me. Yeah. That every day, like it's and the dog wakes up and it's ready. Yeah. It's ready for food every morning. The dog is never going to wake up and not be hungry. He's mm. gonna be hungry, bro. Every day yeah. he's gonna wake up and want to get that food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> Every day you're gonna to have to feed it, and I fed it. Whether that's whether I, when I wasn't getting it, or I had to go to pornography. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. That's the next thing. So I had a soul tie over there, and I had a soul tie with my computer as well. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I was on it, and 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 you know my parents are saved; they're Christians, so I had to go through privacy blocks to get to the jumps. Oh man. So you, so as soon as you, as soon as, as soon as you pull it up, you're going through the proxy screen to get it. Yeah, take them all the way back. You got to go through the proxy screen to get to the little porn site, and then you got to clear your history after the jump, so people, so your parents don't see it, and they still end up catching you because I had, was IT tech that shit. And my my every computer that we had crashed because of all the viruses from all Literally. the videos. <laughs> Like we went through so many computers. My mom could not, for the life of her, understand yeah. why our computers kept getting viruses. Mom, I don't know. You're you watching, buying so mom. Much. Like you, you're buying crappy equipment. Yeah, mom, you need to get some better malware. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Yes, you know I, I said it. It's like it's so crazy powerful because even now, like I, you know, hadn't had uh, sex, you know, in years, and then still was able to create the soul tie just from. I mean, women, we connect emotionally. Yes. And so, yeah. talking every day, all day, mm-hmm. and like, even like this this gentleman that was interested in me too, like I told him like, hey, I don't want to create an unhealthy soul tie with you. I know you like me, I like you, yes, but we cannot talk every day. We can't go be out by ourselves. We can't be up all night FaceTiming. We can't go out on dates every weekend yeah. because like even, even, you know, he's not, he's not having sex either and I'm not having sex, but yeah, we can't go out with each other because we're going to create a soul tie. Yeah. And then if we decide that, hey, God said, hey, this is not really marriages for us, now we got an unhealthy bond that we can't break. Exactly. 
and we not even having sex because he's celibate, I'm celibate, but yet we talking all day every day because now I'm looking forward to, remember we said those good morning texts, the good night texts. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I, you're so awesome. These All these affirmations that I should be getting Get it, from mom. healthy friendships and yeah. family or God, you know, yes. God first. Yes. Like, because it's all in the Bible, all those affirmations, this mm-hmm. there. Everything, and it's crazy. I heard someone say this, so like, there's so many books, self-help, how to cook, this and that, uh, improve this, theory this. We got one book, one book to go to yeah. for everything we need in life. Yeah. The Bible. Yeah. And collection. It's like, yeah, the Bible, yeah, <laughs> collection of books all in one. The only one we like, you know, I love reading other stuff, but like the one we need with all the answers. It's like, all hey. All the answers in one book. Yeah, like we can have friendships like Jonathan and David, mm-hmm. best friends in the Bible. We can have them to where they're not unhealthy. Mm-hmm. It's like their souls were entwined, but it's like, you know, because they were, uh, some, it said it like they were like military, you know, buddies, battle buddies, brothers in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I got you, you got me. But when Jonathan died, you know, he wept for his friend, but it's like his, like a whole piece of David didn't die because he kept going. Yeah, yeah. yeah because it yeah. wasn't an unhealthy. The, soul tie. The, the opposite of that is Samson and Delilah, though. Yeah, soul tie. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's, he saw her before he, before it even happened. And he's like, I want that. Right. That's dudes all the time. I want that. Before you even know who she is, I want that. You see her on Instagram. You want that? Like, and you, and you don't know that, you don't have that boundary set up where you can say, nah, I gotta gotta run that by God first you know yeah which crazy thing is I had this scripture written down before we even came on but um it's second Peter 2 19 through 22 and this is the NLT and it says they promise freedom but they themselves are slaves of sin and corruption for you are a slave to whatever controls you and when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and then they get tangled up and saved by sin again. They are worse off than before. It would be better if they had never known the way to righteousness than than to know it and then reject the command that they were given to live a holy life. They proved the truth of this proverb, a dog returns to its vomit, and another says, a wash pig returns to the mud. Jesus. That's the most gangster scripture in the Bible. (laughs) Like, that dog one, man, every time I hear it, it's just like, ah, it's so true. And the thing is, and the thing is, I will admit, I, there was a time when I tried to return to my vomit. Mm. Right. Because I forgot what it tastes like. Mm-hmm. When I got a taste, instant. Preach, girl! What? Instant regret, instant remorse, instant separation from God, instant just like, what just happened? Yeah. And it was like, but I didn't, like, I didn't really see it coming. Yeah, I did. I, I did see it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still was like, well, maybe it's not gonna. I'm I'm just gonna get close to the vomit, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna taste it. I'm not gonna eat the vomit. And I did. It was just like, yep, still vomit. Mm. Still vomit. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. That reminded me of the prodigal son too. Yeah. I'm like God, take soon, me back now, please. As soon, as soon as you get lost, you eating slop, mm. and you don't even know it. Yeah, because because the devil what, what happens in this in this culture is we glorify slop, bro. That's like, what that, we was just talking about. Like glorifying we glorify it. Sin, yeah, 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, to live with your, your boyfriend and girlfriend before marriage, that's glorified. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like that's a that's that's what you they almost say you should do. do. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you they're looking at you crazy if you don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's that's the thing. And we have to be careful and not be ignorant of the enemy's devices because he will be deceived by it if we don't know that this is what he's using to corrupt our minds and deceive us from getting closer to God. Um, and getting and getting closer to God, that's so generic. Getting closer to God, but getting out of sin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Getting out of breaking bondages, breaking ties within us. Yeah. Like that's that's the thing that we gotta get away from. Yeah. Is 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 really that. Cause that's what's that's the that's what prevents us from getting close. Right. Being intimate. And I also um which brings me to this point, I was reading um a Bible plan, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was about, uh, I think it was lust and sin or something like that. Um, And the person who did the Bible plan, it said, temptation is not a sin. Yep. That's a new territory for some of you. Let it soak in. Temptation is just what the word implies. It is not a sinful action. Rather, it's a thought that could lead to sin. Yeah. And I think what ultimately what we have to um, let it be a goal is to stop, kind of stop the temptation Mm -hmm. in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Before you even get to that point Mm -hmm. is you, you know, what's going to tempt you. Yeah. Just like what Ashley was saying, you know, what is going to tempt you. Um, and I had to learn, I had to learn actually my triggers um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. boundaries and knowing that, yeah, being out, like Ashley said, late at night um, with someone who you're not involved with, um, <clears throat> talking all night, those are triggers that leads to temptation, which leads to sin. Mm-hmm. How do we get to a point where we um, learn, one, learn our triggers Um, before we even get to that point of temptation. And what I had to do was I had to have somebody in my life tell me, like, before you even get there, what are you thinking? What are you thinking about? Before you even get to that point, and when you're at that point, what are you thinking about? Um, Yeah, how to stop it. Right, right. And um, it it was tough, like, Trying to, for me, it was tough trying to figure out my triggers, but, um, I know, I know what they are now and that is helping me understand that before I even get to the temptation to get to that leads to sin, figuring out those triggers. Um, so if anybody out there, if you are dealing with soul ties or anything that we're touching on. Spiritual tie, emotional tie. Yeah. Any any it doesn't even have to be sexual, like we said. Yeah. Emotional, even if it's a girlfriend and a girlfriend, like you just cool. Um, figuring out what those triggers are that's getting you to a point where you're tempted to do something that is not of God. Um Yeah, I had a friend that 
Um, she used to get upset because I had other best friends. One of my best friends. Territorial. Yeah, very territorial. Yeah. And like, yeah, we weren't intimate or anything, but it was like, hey, I don't want you having other friends because like we're only supposed to be friends. I'm like, wait, what? But yeah. when, but when she stopped talking to me because she was mad I had other friends, that still hurt me. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I didn't do nothing. I didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 well, dudes don't really go through this. Um, that part. Yeah. You, know, you, speak, you can't. Speak Most well. don't though because I, it's uh, yeah. I, I don't, I, I, the I emotional don't, I don't women. We're like, emotionally connectors. I don't, I don't feel territorial of my friends. Um, I in feel that like some way. Guys are. I, I don't know. I can't speak for those guys, but I know for my guys. <laughs> I don't feel that way. But um, I, I I would definitely say I've but I've definitely seen people be possessive over their friends, Absolutely. and I've always thought that was very interesting um, on how that really works. But and we would call that and we use the word weird because we don't understand it. But I think that it's I think it's an inward pro inward problem that we haven't addressed yet. And we have, and we haven't addressed it because we don't know how to identify it with the proper word. So we just mm -hmm. say that uh, I just like you a lot, and I just want you here with me, and mm -hmm. uh, like I just like having you around. But you haven't identified what the word was or mm -hmm. what is it that's working inside of you that's making you say that you need this person around twenty four seven mm -hmm. all the time, and you call them and text them every morning and mm -hmm. all night, and you're checking up on them and you see them and you just like you blocking them and all that. <laughs> Like, you don't know that it might be an issue that you have between your parents and you, like, like what's going on at home and childhood trauma and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like, it's super deep. But we don't, we don't, we don't want it. And, and me and Tara talk, talk about this too. Like, a lot, a lot of us in our age range, um, we don't like talking about quote unquote things that are deep. We don't want to, that's too deep. We don't want to go there because we don't want to, that's too much. That's too much. You know what I'm saying? Or well, that's extra. That's not that's not something we gotta be talking about because it's not that serious or ain't that deep, John. It's not that deep, John. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we all we get it. It's no, we, we, we don't we ain't dealing with that. And we for we don't realize that we're we're complex human beings. Yeah. Built by a super creative, intelligent God. Yes. Who's made us all uniquely different. Yeah. And we deal with complex complicated issues yes yeah yeah all the time yeah but we don't want to be deep but if somebody tried to judge you you would be like you don't know me like that because i'm complex and i'm deep you know, <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? yeah because yeah like yeah but at, and you touched on something um so my love language is quality time mm -hmm. and i think that's what <laughs> What hurts me the most is like, I always want to be around my friends. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah, I get, yeah. I enjoy that. Yeah. And, but when God had started talking to me about boundaries, I was like, those clash. They clash. Yes. Mm -hmm. How do you even get to a point of, well, first understanding and knowing your love language, um, but doing the things that goes against that. Mm. So let me I'll talk about love language You hit the other part Like Gary Chapman Love language Go get the book If you I know people hear it all the time Yeah we but, talked about it In my um, last episode With friendships yeah, um, It's super dope um, So you find out You can take a test To find out your love language And um, 
Mine's is words of affirmation. Yes, I love people telling me that I'm great. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Tell me I'm great and spend time with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's me. That's me. That's me. I like that. And But I also know, and I talked about this before, like two years ago, I've seen where the enemy can per- pervert your love languages. I know. Ugh. And 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 this is when we would have super revelation about it, and our pastor was talking about it a lot. And I felt like he was he literally turned into Gary Chapman, like every every Sunday, just talking about love languages. But um, like like when you learn about it and you start to figure out, okay, this is the way that I perceive love, and this mm-hmm. is the way that I receive it, and this is what I need around me. Like the enemy knows that too. There's like a song that talks about cycles by Jonathan and Reynolds, and he was like, the enemy knows like you know those things that you that that you weren't really paying attention to, mm-hmm. and he's seeing those things and he's seeing those little different things about you, and he'll see that oh you like oh you love your friends around, mm-hmm. you like to just always be around your friends all the time. So I'm a I'm gonna use that as a block. For you to never get intimacy with God, because that's what sin is. He's just missing the mark. Yeah. He's just the mark is God, yeah. <laughs> and he wants you to miss that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. that's 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 all it is. Like, like he wants you to miss that every time. So therefore, when he gets you to miss that, he sends little little things that help you get not get to that mark, mm-hmm. not get to God. You know what I'm saying? And those are the things that prevent us from getting closer. You actually can go off with me. No, that's it. I mean, I I think I completely agree because that's just like Tara and John. I have their both their love. They like mine are tied. Tell me I'm great and spend time with me. So, man, someone does that. I may not even like them. I'm gonna eat it up. Mm. You want to talk to me and tell me I'm great? Tell me I'm beautiful. Tell I'm eat 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 eat. You know, frosted flakes. Just like Zeke. <laughs> yes, like uh, you know, just oh gosh. And then it's just like, but also what I realize in that. The perversion comes from like me not getting affirmed from a parent yep. as a child. Yep. 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 Yes, yep. one parent's yeah, you're, you're yep. great and everything. This snap, but the other one it was like, overly harsh, mm-hmm. overly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I still now have a junkie room. I've always had it. You're a pig because you live like a pig. You're a pig. Mm-hmm. Your room is little stuff like that when you're five and ten years mm-hmm. old. It's just like you know you don't think that it's being harmful. You're like yeah, it kind of does look like a pigsty. But to affirm that in a mm-hmm. negative way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so now it's just like, you know, so then it's like, where do we attach ourselves to? Like, like you know, like you said, like the spiritual side or the physical side, like, man, I want I want more of them. I want more of this. So I got to do whatever I can to keep that person in my life permanently yes. mm-hmm. so that I keep yes. getting it. Yes. And yes. so yes. soul tie. Yes. Like. You know, Tara tells me I'm great all the time. That's why we're friends. That's why I'm on this podcast. Keep her here. Keep here. her here. Stay here. She's my friend because she tells me I'm great. No, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I yes. really love you. I know, I know. I love <laughs> That's the only reason I agreed to this. Keep, keep this healthy soul tag. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yo. Hey, man, John's my man twin, so, yeah, he stays all day, yeah. Soul time. <laughs> but not unhealthy, though. Jonathan <laughs> and David. Right, but I think, but I think what, what's good oh, about man. my relationship with Ashley, because I don't even think, well, I know. I don't, I knew her love language, but I don't say those things because, I know that's her love language. That's just me as a person. I'm just great. But <laughs> no, yes, you know, but as a person, she's a great person. But I also know that Ashley doesn't, how can I say, don't want to be attached to me as a friend. 
And I think romantically. Yeah, no. No, I think what she means like being because like like I am the kind of friend that has like multiple friends too, and like it's like. I, I don't and because I know I can I've I've had unhealthy relationships where I attach and just have one friend be the center of my existence yeah. and just friendship. It's just like I say, hey, well, just 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 let you know, like, hey, like I'm probably not gonna talk to you every day all day. Yeah. But it's okay. I still love you. I still we're still great friends. And this is okay. Cause I didn't know I didn't know that people actually like needed to talk every day to be to think they're friends and and i think because she said like you know she was a quality time person so it's like we weren't you know talking all the time it's just like i mean i think she said she was experiencing this with other new friendships and i said well hey just let you know it's not a personal thing i love you when we hang out we're gonna talk for hours and we're gonna have a blast and then you may not hear from me for a few days and that's okay it doesn't mean that i don't love you Mm -hmm. and it was just like oh light bulb like it's okay and i think what I was trying to say was understanding the other person. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. why it works and why we haven't created a soul tie mm. is because we understand each other. Yeah. And so that's that's what I, I really want to get, you know, get across is um, whether it's a platonic relationship, you just cool, or if you're in a relationship, you're courting or whatever understanding the other person and making and and having those conversations like i said me and ashley we had those conversations some friends i didn't have that conversation like john we don't have that conversation but um in our relationship sometimes works sometimes it doesn't work but it will always work <laughs> but I, amazing <laughs> but i think for me as just like understanding that relationship um we haven't created that soul tie. And so that that's the point I want to leave with you guys is um, understanding the other person, um, knowing your triggers, um, and, and most importantly, uh, surrendering and giving it all to God. I had, had to literally, up. yes, I had to get on my knees plenty of times when... I didn't understand the things that I was going through and not understanding that it was a soul tie um, and how to let go of those soul ties. So if you're in a place where you just, you don't understand what's going on, um, you feel like you're attached to a person, a thing. um, Like I said, we don't even have to be sexual, but um, a thing. I think I was, I was beginning to have a soul tie with, um, with dance, it was te- it was controlling my whole my week, um, and I had to step back. Like God, I want to make sure this is what you have for me. Is this my purpose? Um, it can be anything. Whatever is controlling you, your mind, that is a soul tie. Oh, one of the things, one that I, I didn't even realize this was one, I was cleaning out some stuff and I did not realize that I was like, like trying to like pack. I did not realize that I had kept every love letter that I'd ever received. I had letters that was, un, I was bonding with people. They liked me. I liked them. This and that. I had them since I was like maybe 14 years old. I had a whole Ziploc bag full of letters come that that were given to me and all those memories was associated and I was I had opened the bag and I looked at them I was like oh my gosh 
Yeah. I still remember all of these feelings. Yeah. And so when I got rid of it, I was like, I felt that weight because I didn't even realize that it was in the cobwebs. Yeah. And so then when I was when I was getting out of my other soul tie from my my ex boyfriend of three years, I had to delete emails. Yeah. I because we used to email a lot, text messages, pictures, um, stuffed animals, paint, all the stuff that had kept that bond tighter. Mm. And I cried and I cried and I. That's how you know it was a tie because yeah. it was just like. But God, what if it comes back? Or what if what if I'm just doing this prematurely? Like, and then he told me if it comes back, you start new memories because all this what you yeah. had was unhealthy. Yeah. 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 So even though the pictures would be gone or the letters, if it's meant to be, we would start fresh mm-hmm. and not keeping on holding on to that unhealthy lifestyle that we had together. Yeah, but I think I think what probably hurt the most is going back was words of affirmation. You reading all of those was giving you was filling mm-hmm. that hole yep. of words of affirmation yep. and so that's why you were holding on to them for so long mm-hmm. but just like i said how do we combat those things that we know is words of affirmation but it's unhealthy i i think um what i learned was and you and you hit on this earlier when you get around, when you, when you get around a tribe of people who have who are like minded and who want to see you grow, yes, and absolutely, who want to see you be the person that God has called you to be, um, I think when I get around the people who God has called us to be, I think that's that's where it first starts. Like <clears throat> I got I, I got around a mentor who would hold me accountable, not to be just a good man, but be a godly man. Yeah. Like to be the man that God has called me to be. Not just because your friends sometimes hold you accountable for who you are right now. I need people that are going to hold me to my future. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I need people who are going to hold me to the purpose that God has called me to. And I think with with that, um, I learned a scripture in James five sixteen. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so yes. that they may they, that they may be healed. This prayer is for the righteous person, and it is powerful and effective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is this is how you start the process of combating that confessing. is you start confessing. Yes. 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 Because we live in our minds. Yes. And when we live in our minds, soul ties live in your heart and your mind. Yes. And if you don't get it out, you cannot be whole and you won't be clear. Mm-hmm. You won't be clear of conscience. No, your spirit won't be. It still will be in that same space. Mm-hmm. So that confession, just like when you did when you uh, when you said I'm going to I'm saved and I want to live for Christ, is the same, same confession that you're going to have to do when you say I want to God. I want to stop drinking. God, mm-hmm. I want to stop having sex. God, I want to stop uh, going to the club all the time. God, I want, you have to confess that. The mm-hmm. more you confess it. That's why that's why our pastor like was so honest about our prayer life. I remember like two years ago, he was like, "Yo, you need to pray out loud because that is an expression of confessing what you believe was in your heart mm-hmm. out of your mouth. Right. Like there is a, a spiritual action that happens when you say out loud into the atmosphere what you believe in your soul. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And and when that happens, that's when things start breaking because what what like. You can only be held accountable to the words that you confess. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you never said it, if you never said it, never said it out your mouth. Nobody knows what you really believe. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so if you just live in your head, you just dying slowly in your head. Nobody knows, so they can't help you. Yeah. If I don't tell Ashley I'm dealing with masturbation and stuff like that, hold me accountable, pray for me, or on a 
smaller level, but still a big thing. God, hey, Ashley, I'm not praying every morning. Can you hold me accountable to that? Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Like, that's the same thing. Yeah. And then that same that same thing that works in my mind, my memory, I have to hold, I'll be like, yo, I just told Ashley I was going to pray every morning. I should pray, right? Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because your friend is doing the same thing. She's like, yo, have you been praying? Because I've been praying for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's you, different. You got to have um, have those people around you that's going to yes, hold you accountable. Um, who want to see you, like John said, who want to see you grow. Yeah. Um, and that's what made me realize this topic for Soul Ties. It was hindering me from growing. Yeah. Um, and so I knew I had to touch on it. Um, and so... We're going to wrap things up because we're kind of over on time. I hate, I know. <laughs> of course. Um, this is a good topic. I know. Uh, I said I was going to do a part two for friendships. I keep saying I'm going to do a part two for everything. Um, <laughs> but it's so much. Um, but we can continue um, having the discussion. Um, if you're not following me on Instagram, um, Women of Power, and that's P-O-W-H-E-R. Um, and I also have a women of power group on Facebook. So, um, add me, uh, we can continue to have this conversation. I am thinking about doing a live soon. Um, so if you want to join me there, um, but I want to leave everyone with this, um, just on the subject of soul ties, anything less than full total and immediate obedience is disobedience yes so if you feel like maybe if i just talk to this person for an hour maybe i'll get off the phone at 11 instead of midnight those things are bringing you to disobedience you have to fully surrender whatever trigger like i said before that is not of God. Um, whatever is leading to your temptation, please, as John said, confess. If you have someone, out, have a friend, a mentor, somebody that you can talk to. That's most. That's mostly how I got through a lot of stuff was talking it out. Um, and I'm not a talking person, as a lot of people know. <laughs> um, but I will say that that has helped me tremendously it's talking to someone about it um so please if anyone is don't have anyone to talk to i am always here to talk to you about it um so yes please add me again that's women of power on instagram p-o-w-h-e-r and women of power on facebook um thank you guys for joining me. Thanks for having us. Um, this is a good topic. I feel like I'm going to have to do a part two. Part two is everything. <laughs> part two. Because um, I feel like I didn't get everything out. But um, thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, thanks, everyone out there, for listening to the Power Hour podcast. And I will be back in January. Um, so, yes. Thank you, guys. Love and peace. Thank you.